Hey everyone, welcome to Fun Zone. My name is Nordista Freeze. Woo! Uh, it's awesome to be talking to Legit Smitty today, uh, an artist out of Nashville that I've met a few times in passing, but never gotten a chance to talk to for a long time like this today. So I'm very excited. Um, he's a great musician, uh, artist, and also uh, runs a record label uh, here in town. So I'm excited to talk to him a little bit about that as well. Um, my name is Nordista Freeze. I'm also an artist here in town uh, in Nashville, and I'm doing this Freeze TV project for quarantine and you know beyond. Uh, it's something I've been doing because I can't be on tour, which is what that's my first love. But uh, just trying to find a way to like connect with other artists, connect with interesting people, and uh, make moments and stories. And so I'm on YouTube here. Um, you can hear the audio on all types of audio podcasts, and there's a lot of cool stuff on IGTV as well. So. Please keep up and support uh, if you want to. You know, it's just me in my parents' basement making stuff. So you can you can support it knowing that uh, you're supporting a good cause and you're really helping somebody. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. Thank you. And uh, without you know, let, let's do it. Yo, hey, there he is. What's up, man? What's up? Hey, good to see you, dude. See you as well. You see me and hear me too. Yeah, I, I got you all loud and clear. All right, what's up, legit Smitty in the fun zone? What's up? Nothing much. Just uh, cruising into a easy Sunday, easy Sunday morning. That's cool, man. Are you? Uh, first off, should I refer to you as legit Smitty for this interview? Is that is me, that your preferred name? You can call me Jake. Friends call me Jake. So cool. Yeah. Thank you. Is are you in the dorm right now? I am. We're up in the we're up in the dorms. For some reason, that uh, that like wooden thing reminded me of dorms. I feel like dorms always have like a big wooden dresser thing you put all your yeah. clothes in. <laughs> a lot of space that I, you know I don't really use. So yeah, that's cool. Well, dude, we got a lot. Of, we have a lot. To, we have a lot to talk about because I have a lot I want to ask you about. Uh, I'm okay. excited to be talking with you because one, like we've never like had a long conversation like this, so it's gonna be cool just for me to like learn a lot about what you do. Um, yeah there's a lot of people in town who like speak really highly of you and love what you do. And it, it's clear that you've got like a really cool uh, community already like surrounding you and supporting you, which is special. Um, mm. Are you, are you from, well, yeah, where are you from originally and how long have you been in, in Nashville? Oh, okay. So I'm from South Carolina. I'm from Lexington, South Carolina. Uh, Interesting. I've yeah, I lived in Columbia for a while, like my younger years, like all of my teenage life, I lived in Lexington. Cool. And yeah, I just moved to Nashville for school. So yeah, it's been cool living here for a couple of years now. Yeah, what, what year in school are you now? Uh, I'm a sophomore um, in cool. terms of years, but I'll probably graduate early because of some credits I did in high school and stuff. So. Oh, snap. Hopefully we'll get out of here a little sooner than uh, <laughs> than most, but I was the opposite. I was like, man, I'm going to be here for like five or six years if I don't get yeah. out. So I just dropped out because I, I had like, it was going to be such a long process. That's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. Good for you. That's so wait, I don't know where Lexington is. I'm going to look that up. Is it, is it near Columbia? It's like literally 15 minutes from Columbia. So, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. It's like I can get to, I can get to downtown Columbia and like, and like, 10 15 minutes so. yeah columbia is like a really special place like we play there a lot and it everyone's there is really nice it seems a little bit it's like a little bit smaller than i expected i feel like like the downtown area and stuff yeah 
Yeah. It's cool. I mean, I appreciate it, and I always like going back, but I, it makes me appreciate Nashville a lot more in the city in Nashville um, whenever I go back to Columbia because I'm like, it is. It's a little bit smaller. So yeah, what was uh like? What was music like? You know, there specifically, or just maybe more in terms of your your journey getting into like music enough to where you wanted to come to Nashville and pursue it and stuff. Um, it it made me want to leave uh, after a <laughs> while. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, Columbia is a great place, and um, I have luckily gotten to play. I got to play a handful, like a handful of shows in South Carolina before coming to Nashville. Um, but it was it was a little harder than it is in Nashville to just find people that are willing to like play music with you. Yeah. Um, just because there's less people making music and it's just a numbers thing. I think yeah. um, obviously there are more people in Nashville that appreciate music and appreciate um, like playing live shows. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I had a really great introduction to playing live in Columbia with places like New Brooklyn Tavern. Uh, New Brooklyn Tavern is, is the, the spot in like Ooh. Columbia area and uh that I got to play a lot of my first shows some really bad shows um <laughs> really poor poorly done shows on my part and uh yeah I'm glad I got those out of the way in Columbia and right. uh <laughs> kind of got a fresh slate in Nashville with some some really good friends who I play live with now and uh, yeah right yeah, yeah. That, that actually is. That is cool. I have had the opposite, like being born and raised here. I, I, I had all of my terrible shows of just stage fright and forgetting lyrics and yeah. being devastated on stage all happen in this city. So I had to just keep showing up and trying to forget about yeah. it. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it works either way. Like I've played good shows in South Carolina too and like still had people show up, fortunately. Yeah. So what was your, uh, like, what got you into music enough to where you wanted to like move to Nashville? Like what was your... Uh, I guess first 18 years like of getting into music oh man uh really didn't start doing music until like my sophomore year freshman year of high school um it was kind of a thing where I was like a super big like like I was trying to be like a YouTube vlogger sensation type deal this is like I don't know if you're familiar with Casey Neistat no he's he was just like he kind of created what we know as vlogging today i would say uh, he like set the template for like what a vlog looks like um, Ooh, okay and so i was like i'm gonna do that like i'm gonna be like a video blogger um and so i was in film classes at my high school luckily my high school like offered some like media classes and stuff like that and i took oh like, yeah all of them. But I ended up like just like making beats in all of my video classes. And I was like, oh, this is like way more fun than editing video. <laughs> um, and so eventually, I mean, I was still really, and I like, I still really enjoy making videos. Like it became a thing that I really um, appreciated. And it, I would say it was like my first creative love was like video editing and filming. Um, and cool. so I still really appreciate that. And, love having a camera around but like eventually just started focusing on like the music underbody portion of video editing and then I eventually felt comfortable completely ditching video for a while and being like let's just make music like and I didn't know any instruments like I couldn't like I'd never like sang before 
but I was like, this is just so fun. And I started trying to make songs and records and yeah, like I failed a lot and received a lot of harsh criticism from my high school peers. Whoa. But was just like having a, a, like a really good time with it. And so it didn't really matter to me. And I was just like, let's keep doing this. And then by the time I was graduating high school, I was like, uh, don't know, really know what I want to do, but I'm really having fun making music. Maybe I could, cause like my parents were like, you're going to college. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, the music thing is fun right now. So like, maybe I can find a school where I can go and like somewhere where there's a lot of people who like to make music. And so that's how I ended up here. Wow. Interesting. Uh, you know, high school is like such a harsh time for people to like already i mean obviously they're just watching you in real time but it's like you're so young and you're still developing like i definitely felt like people in my high school thought i was pretty weird for the type of music i was making and uh you know actually recently this guy do you know the guy Ernest? i don't think so it's like Ernest, like e-r-n-e-s-t he's like writing with like fgl now and stuff like florida georgia line and just been blowing up in town but he he's a little bit older than me but i remember he went to my high school uh, you know, he was like a senior when I was in like eighth grade, the school went all the way through and, uh, you know, he was like a rapper and people like just thought he was hilarious or like cringy, you know, there was like, Oh, this dude. And, uh, you know, now he's like the most successful person I know. And it's just, who could have ever, who could have ever predicted, like, if you're going to like risk it and like really make art and put yourself out there, like, especially at a young age, like, I don't know that it is, it's kind of a weird thing. Cause you're like, I, to like know you're like receiving criticism maybe in real time but you're like this is what i'm passionate about and i'm having fun and yeah. i know i i know that this is cool so you just got to keep trusting yourself and i feel like that is not easy especially in high school no yeah it it was very formative though like i had um i had to write like I, i'm writing a lot of papers right now being in school still and so we had to write a paper about like vocation the other day and it was like what made you realize that like what your vocation was or like what you wanted to do with your life. And I was like, I guess whenever people were just like giving me lots of backlash, but I was still like, Oh no, like we're going to keep doing this. Like, it doesn't matter. Like I'm still like, like you telling me that you don't appreciate what I'm doing does not mean that I am not appreciating it. And I was like, and there were times in life where I was like, people were like, Hey, you're not, you're not that great at this. Like maybe pick something else. And I was like, okay, like sports or like, you know, things like that. And I was like, all right, I can leave this and like feel fun, <laughs> you know? But like, I guess music was a thing where I was like, oh no, like, I don't, I don't want to stop doing that. Like, <laughs> With basketball, you were like, okay, the haters, I'll give them this one. I'll, I'll quit. I won't, yeah. per- I won't pursue this in college, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but music I'm sticking with. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I was like, well, well, y'all are just going to have to watch if this continues to crash and burn. <laughs> I mean, that's not, well, do you still like, the your narrative of getting into college with music seems like it was like more of like just what you're into at the time but i mean you seem to really be pursuing it now i mean you're doing really big stuff and like making big moves and just putting out it seems like you're working really hard on it the amount of like music you put out now you've also got like the record label as well that you're working on yeah i mean last year was a year whenever it definitely shifted from I mean, we just like, I got a lot of encouragement. I met some really good guys and we really all believe in each other. And um, it, 
yeah, it put some fire under my butt to be like, all right, if we're doing this, we're doing this, you know? Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I've always been about like anything I do is like I dive in head first and um, it can be a little self-destructive at times. Cause like, especially with school, cause like I won't give time to, you know, school in general. And so right. like uh, it's, it's a uh, fun though. Like I like doing things 110% a lot of the time, just cause like, I don't know. I have a very addictive personality. And so I'd rather have an addictive personality towards like positive things than negative things. Right. So, like, it's really like, I don't know. I think that can be a good thing for me. And so, yeah. yeah, we try to go, I try to go full speed ahead with a lot of things. And if, you know, my, my theory is that like, if I'm going full speed ahead and I'm sure you understand this cause you, you seem the same way in terms of like having tons of creative outlets and really enjoying them. It feels like, um, I don't know. I just enjoy like seeing what I'm fully capable of, you know, Yeah. being like, how many things can I throw at the wall? And like, what of all of those things that I throw at the wall are going to stick, you know? And that's, right, really, totally. that's really all that's going on. It's just like, you know, yeah. Cool. Right. See what's cool. See what's that's, not. That is cool. I feel like, especially in like the 2020s and like the way that the world is, you know, with like the pandemic, but also like just the economy and just the way things have really rolled out for us being like young people. Um, there isn't really as much of like a model, like especially like in music where you just big, oh, my goal is to like be a musician who makes a like makes albums and they sell really well. And then yeah. like and then like I go on tour. It's like you you can't even that's not even like how it works anymore. So yeah. it is kind of like like I don't know. I don't know if I would have had a different mentality. If I'd been born like 20 years ago, uh, you know, and I would have just been like, maybe I just need to focus on making a really good record every two years. But like, yeah, it's yeah. definitely, but it does feel like it's just a part of my personality either way. I just, yeah, I just love like pursuing like this and that and just throwing everything at the wall. And it's, you know, and to me, yeah, like it is kind of the, the modern way anyways to like be make it and to make a TikTok and then make a canvas for your music you know for your little music video for your Spotify. Yeah. Like it's just like all types of creative energy are required uh to do it anyway so i i think it's really fun yeah and it's like you really don't know it's not just about like you tell your friends you're moving to nashville be a musician but there's so many different ways you can be an artist or whatever now oh, right you know? it's right so i think it's easier to be like yeah I, i'm i'm doing music because like that's easier for them to like consume and like be like okay all right like music he's probably gonna fail and like you know, not be good at that. Like everybody else that moves to Nashville and fails. Yeah. Um, and you're just like, okay, like at least I can, you know, I can deal with them thinking that, but you don't want to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to Nashville and like have an indie record label and like, you know, like be a musician and like, just, you know, I don't know, like do other things too, you know? Right. Cause then they're like, oh, like you're crazy. Like, like then you, then they're like, you really are going to be a failure. Like that's how I felt. <laughs> They're like, dang, I don't even have one thing that you really care about. And I'm like, well, that's kind of the point is like, sure. Yeah. Like I have this one thing that I really care about, but it's like creativity, man. Just like all of it, man. It's just not, it's not like a occupation. It's like a, I don't know. It's just like a way of thinking. It's like how I think about it sometimes. Yeah, totally. And even your music itself is, is very like, it's very creative. If someone listens to your Spotify, like, is going through your like top played songs or something every single track is going to sound very different from the one before it's it's all got your style but you know i i take it that you just 
are constantly like going off of what feels right and what inspires you. Yeah. I, I try not to see that as like a negative thing. Like, Oh yeah, no, I don't think it is at all. Yeah. I'm trying to, and I appreciate that. Cause I mean, some people are like, pick a lane, man, but I don't know. I think it also embodies who I'm trying to be creatively in a sense of like, you know, I think everybody should be able to have a funny side. Like a lot of how I live, I think a lot of the time is very serious, but like when I'm not being very serious, I want to be like, like cutting up and being like very like funny. And like yeah. Funny. Right. And I think that my music shows that like both sides, you know? Yeah. I think, I think it definitely does. You know, you have songs that are more lighthearted and songs that are like hit harder and like are more emotional and, I think that's cool. I mean, that's the complexity of a real person and a real artist. And a lot of times my favorite artists are ones that can make me laugh and cry, you know, like Bob Dylan or somebody, he's like, yeah. funny, he's like the funniest artist to me, but he also right. just write a devastating song, you know? Oh yeah. 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 Right. Right. And that's, and I don't know, like, I guess that's not something I was doing intentionally. I think it's just literally how I am in the matter of like pressing record at certain moments in the day where I'm like, wow, this hurts or like, wow, this is hilarious and a funny idea, you know? Yeah, so, that's think, cool. Yeah, I think that's just how it is. So. Do you, uh, have you ever heard of the Lonely Biscuits? I have. I don't know if I've listened to them or what, but I, we've cool. definitely, definitely come up in conversation. Yeah, they, they are some uh, boys who went to Belmont um, probably like seven or eight years ago. And yeah. uh, I, I don't know if they're still making music, but they were up as far as a couple of years ago and um, just a really, really cool band out of Belmont who were just made exactly what they wanted to make every song. And uh, it was just crazy. Like it, it was like John Mayer mixed with like rap mixed, you know, and it was just, yeah. it didn't make any sense. And and they were like everyone's favorite band. And I don't know, I, I see a lot of that in you too. I, I just think that like the more you go for everything, it's just a really beautiful thing. And especially I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on like in the context of Belmont, you know, I, I didn't go to Belmont, but, I do get the perspective, you know, I see that there's a lot of like, really creative music and like experimental music coming out of there, but I also see like a lot, a, a really, really wide, like main track of like making like commercial, more commercial, like pop and uh, country. Is there like a, is it divisive there? Or is it just like everybody just kind of does what they do and respect each other as humans or what's it like being? A- <laughs> <laughs> oh, respect each other as humans. That's a, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a general theme, like respecting each other as humans. Uh, I have a lot of friends who make some very commercial sounding music and um, they really are like fans of me and I'm fans of them. And we know that there's a place for both commercial music and very DIY sounding music in Nashville and in the world. Um, And sometimes I can get in this headspace of like, oh, DIY is better than commercial sounding stuff you know and i think right. that's the general consensus that like is actually just an opinion like it's just the way that i was made and like the things that i appreciate and i have to make sure not to like put that on a pedestal and be like diy is better than radio pop you know <laughs> yeah and so like music is music and if it's being appreciated by someone then like that's great and like i think it adds to the quality of life of someone and so like that's something I've definitely been learning more though, since going to school here and like being around peers. Um, and like what I've really realized is 
I think that you don't have to be very like you don't have to love someone's music and like to be good friends with them because I mean like that's something that has been hard because it's like you want to support your friends but like obviously you're not just going to like everything that your friends create and you you have to learn how to be straight with them and be like and give you know like if uh, at Belmont there's a lot of and like in Nashville especially even there's because I don't want to like narrow this conversation to Belmont because I think it spreads beyond that because like we have friends at different colleges and different places and friends a lot of friends who are not in school and like um I envy those friends who are not in school a lot of the time because they have way much more time on their hands to be making (laughs) and I think about that a lot yeah Uh, but uh yeah I think it's just a general like you have to respect everybody if I had to like sum it up quickly um and and you learn to give people feedback without you know being really specific about your opinion you know like if someone's showing me their you know pop country song that they made that they wrote for songwriting class I can give them objective feedback without giving them my opinion you know yeah something I appreciate without being like, yes, I'm going to listen to that every day, you know? Totally. Yeah. Right. Do you, well, you know, I went to Lipscomb and did commercial music. Like, so it, I, I definitely think it was similar and uh, in some ways, and I definitely, I felt like, uh, you know, at times I felt like an outsider, like I felt like the things I was learning sometimes didn't always apply to me or like, yeah. or like the, the, the idea of the artists they were trying to like craft wasn't exactly who I was, but they're also, I mean, when it comes to like the industry or like learning how a, the music business works, it's like that's there for everyone to learn, especially like someone like you who's doing like a, a DIY like record label as well. It's like all that stuff is just like, it, are, are you taking classes and stuff like that? Or is it production or what's your like emphasis there? How, I don't really know the different tracks of Belmont. Yeah. So I'm an audio engineering uh, major with, I just added a, so like the holy moly stuff didn't start picking up until like I didn't start really getting passionate about it and like realizing what I wanted it to be until like this year. Yeah. But like I added a music business minor this year um, because I thought it would help with like oh cool learning how to run a record label and it has and it showed me that like I really don't know what I'm doing and I love I love feeling that way because it means I'm learning something. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's felt productive and like it's it's been cool to like realize I always say this like college was always a thing that kind of put a weird taste in my mouth because I was like oh like everybody says you have to go to college um but like I like learning the rules about the music business so that I can learn to like not break them because you don't want to break the rules in the music industry and like you know get arrested for copyright you know things right that's the kind of things I'm learning is like how to avoid you know, getting arrested for infringing upon copyright. Like there are so many things that like you don't realize are like not cool to do in music, like with sampling and things like that. Right. Um, And I'm just like, I am learning some things like how to be safe and like run an indie record label. And I'm in like Belmont's cool about certain things. Um, I mean, obviously every university has their flaws, but like I'm in a class right now called DIY creative and it's just hmm. about being DIY and like, Whoa. it it's like really cool that we can be in a, 
an era and I'm not just going to sit here and talk about school all day, but I mean, that is very much what I have to do like every day. These yeah. Days. Right. So it's very right here in my face. So I don't know. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Like I'm learning some stuff. Yeah. What is a, uh, what is the record label? Like, well, like what, what does an indie record label or like a DIY record label do? Like I, I, I legitimately don't know much about like, I, I understand record labels like in a big sense, like Atlantic or whatever. I guess yeah. they're, they're, they help your project by like giving you an advance to maybe fund your record. And then they also like yeah. help you maybe find management or find like distribution or something or like press maybe. What, 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 when you're starting like a DIY label, like what, what are the main things that you like work on with an artist? Um, so yeah, like this year, what we've been focusing on and what I've been focusing on, my friend Keely Calder, um, she's the bomb. And, yeah, she's uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, and she helped, we, she's been helping me with basically, we've been building, um, a kind of like a, a sheet of, you know, other DIY brands that we can collaborate with. And so the whole idea with Holy Moly is like, it's a record label. That's not a record label. Like all of the crap part of record labels where they like take your money or, you know, want royalties, all that stuff. Like we just like, don't do that stuff. Um, and so what we're trying to do is just kind of create this umbrella for like other create like DIY creatives that are, that are like independent and already like funding all their own records, you know, working mostly on their own with all like with recording all of their own stuff. Cause I just really respect that grind. And like, that's, that's my cup of tea. That's how I prefer to do things. And so like, which a lot of my friends who are the same way, and so Holy Moly is just like, was kind of a way for us to have strength in numbers and have a way for us to like pitch to brands and stuff under a name that was like a record label so that we can get some press and some like recognition or like some playlisting. Right. Um, and it just helps us all seem way more legit to be under the same roof theoretically you know yeah you're like it's like a collective almost like, like yeah. we're, we're all a part of this unit and that like helps kind of give us all yeah like some cloud together when yeah. one succeeds it makes the whole team look better yeah right that was the, the whole idea is that like if one of us pops off we all pop off and so like luck hopefully that would be the way that it works like as we're growing and stuff like that i want it to be a thing where it's like you know, we can like a share the wealth type situation. You know? Yeah. And eventually like once COVID's over and stuff, I have a lot of fun plans for like wanting to do shows and writers rounds and like opening things up more to the general public. Um, and like right. obviously there's like the merch side of things. Like I love creating clothing and like Holy Moly is a place for me to like make clothes. And like, eventually I think we're going to host a lot of our other artists, you know, like on the like roster, if you will. Like we want to like help them sell their merch and like just kind of have like a, a house where like all of this stuff lives like on the internet per se and just right in general. So, yeah. Have you ever, have you uh, done any like live streaming stuff or do you feel like that's just not really an avenue you want to pursue? Um, so like over <clears throat> probably back in March, April ish, like right when COVID hit, we did some uh, 
writer, like some online writers rounds that we hosted, but it was like via Instagram live. So it was really just between an artist and another artist. And we would post and say, Hey, these people are going live on their Instagrams. And we had like a, a lineup, if you will, like it was a festival and you had like a list of artists that you could go watch their writers rounds. And so they'd be like back to back times. And so you'd go tune on on their Instagrams. Um, and yeah, we're wow, looking at doing cool. stuff like that more where it's hosted, like maybe through the Holy Moly site. So you can stay all on one page, like while you're just watching some artists, like talk about their songs and, you know, how they wrote them and hear, hear the songs that they've written. That was really fun. We've been talking about doing that again soon. So that's a good yeah. idea, man. That's really cool. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I hadn't, hadn't heard about something like that. So like two people be going live, like together at the same time. Yeah. And then when one person was done, would they like leave and then add the next person, like a waiting room kind of thing? So it was like, no one would, I don't know, like basically Holy Moly Records went live and like, we just had a sheet and we were like, these are, these are the times that current people will be live on their Instagrams. And right. so like, if you checked in with our Instagram, it would just kind of shoot you back to like, go, go watch this person. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So in the, like it would they wouldn't hop off like they would just join each other and then when they were done they would say hey be sure to go tune in on this person's Instagram because they're going live next like on their stage so to speak and yeah. then, like then you'd hop over and you'd go watch the next one that's cool that's cool yeah. wow I never heard of some of that that's a really good <laughs> idea man it's a really good idea um Thanks. so uh, this weekend like I've been. And like today after this, I'm going to be doing more of this. Um, my sister and I are watching the X Games. Like yeah. we watch like every event. We're like super into uh, just the culture of it, like snowboarding and uh, skiing and just the whole culture of the X Games. It's like a really innovative uh, sport. And and for yeah. uh, for like my for my career, one of my big bucket list, like milestone dreams is to play at the X Games because they always have like a band or two play every oh, year. That'd be so yeah. sick. Yeah, just hang out in like Aspen and like on the slopes and watch yeah. people. Um, <laughs> you have do you have any like a dream? Just like whether it's like opening for this hero or like playing at this event or this stage. Are there any like dream spots that you have? So like last year when we moved, uh, like when I met oh, the dude from the band and and uh, we we just like started hanging out and our, my friend Billy, like he's always like we'll be joking or like, we'll be, we'll all be joking. I don't know who started saying it first, but like when we moved to Nashville and we like saw Bridgestone arena, we were like, Oh, that's funny. Like Bridgestone arena, like, <laughs> you know, like the Lumineers plays there or like yeah. post Malone, you know, right. and we're like, we'll like be in a parking lot. Like the other night we were like walking into Walmart and we'll just be like joking about like what we would say if we were on stage somewhere like Bridgestone Arena. And so like something that's come into our vocabulary is like, we'll be like, what's going on tonight, Bridgestone? And we're like, we act like, <laughs> like we're like on stage at Bridgestone. Like we're, we're just like practicing for the day that we play, play Bridgestone Arena. We're like, <laughs> I want to see you move Bridgestone Arena. And, like, that's like something that like, we'll just like say out of nowhere. Like if we're, just like outside wanting to be loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess Bridgestone arena, maybe. Hey, that's a pretty, that's an, 
that's an ambitious, but I, I wouldn't say it's out of, I don't say it's out of sight, man. I think you could do it. I think that is awesome. Do you have any, uh, do you have any bands you like want to, uh, open up for man or any, like any like big inspirations that kind of center your project? Oh man. Uh, I think, you know, I love Pine Grove. I cool, love yeah. Alex G. Those are like my two mm. main inspirations. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, Zach Levine actually, who plays drums for Pine Grove. Um, luck, I was like fortunate enough to have him play some drums on my EP that's coming out. Dude, what? Yeah. So um, that's insane. Yeah. So, I mean, like, what? that's what I thought too. I was like, I was like, what? How is this happening? Because like it was a thing where he like posted on Instagram over COVID and he was like, I mean, COVID's still happening, but like in the beginning season, you know, right. Andre was like, oh, we can't go on tour anymore. And right. I think you know, everybody was like, what are we going to do? We want to make music. We want to have fun. And so like he uh, posted on his story one day and was like, hey, I'm doing like some session drumming. Um, if anyone wants session drumming, like we can talk about like, you know talking about a price or a rate or something like that and so yeah I was like fortunate enough to already have some dms with one of the other guys from Pine Grove and um I don't know if Zach just didn't see it for a while or or what but eventually I got in touch with him and we he got to work on some tracks and uh wow so that was fun but like I say all that to say you know the things that I've thought in the past year were far-fetched versus what's been happening is like you know everybody's just a human being like right we're all just out here doing things i don't totally. think it'd be that far-fetched you know to open for pine grove one day or like yeah like sandy alex g um i don't know there's plenty of bands that i really appreciate and like i think it'd be cool like i love beck i think the artist beck like really embodies kind of my attitude of like make whatever you want yeah totally i could totally see that yeah beck is awesome yeah <laughs> totally always just does whatever he wants like every album he's just continuing yeah. to like progress and change and make whatever style he feels right about yeah i think i could if i really like grew and came into myself more and more like and beck was still dope which i assume he still will be for years to come I think it'd be really dope to be on like a, like a Beck legit Smitty tour. That'd be so Yeah, fun. dude. That would be so fun. <laughs> Wait, so with legit Smitty, do you still do like, uh, do you still do the vlog style, like YouTube type stuff? Is that something you're still interested in or getting back into more? We did. I did a little vlog uh, while I was home um, over like the summer, this past summer. And it was fun. It was fun, but it felt like I made I've grown out of it a little bit. I don't know. Hmm. It was just like, you know, I felt like I found my medium when I went back to trying to make a vlog. I was like, well, this is a thing that still exists and I should probably still do it every once in a while Um, because it's good to know where you came from and like to, you know, get back to your roots. I think every once in a while, if you will, like remind yourself like why you started doing other things. Um, and I still think I'm decent at it, like making videos and stuff like that. And like I edited, there's like a video for my most recent single feeling rough coming out. And like, 
I shot it like we shot it all on like an old camcorder and like I edited all of it and I still Ooh. love doing, like music videos and stuff like that and I get to edit yeah. video content for Holy Moly now and um so yeah I still I still get to use that side of um my like artistic abilities you know yeah totally yeah the uh for well first off we should plug yeah like for anyone listening who hasn't heard uh feeling rough here this came out January 22nd so that was like what last week or yeah last friday last friday um so super new and uh yeah you've got a really cool cover and uh you know obviously when you click in it, it's got the what is it called is it canvas right the yeah the canvas the, the uh like awesome <clears throat> this video of somebody setting up this like like the, the album cover uh yeah the, like it's like a cross or like a it's, it looks like i don't you, know, you can tell me what it is i don't know the thing that you're creating there in the yard yeah so have you seen breaking bad no dang no it's totally cool like i asked people that because i just like love breaking bad and i just finished breaking bad over winter break oh cool but basically i mean you can you'll know what this is without having seen breaking bad but like you know like whenever you see like a roadside like like when someone like might have gotten a car accident or like passed yeah totally and there's like a cross on the side of the road Mm -hmm. Um, and so what I really kind of wanted to do is like create a shrine to like, so I don't really know what, you know, I was just like, I feel like something in me has passed, you know, and like this, like this album cover is kind of like a shrine to like a period of my life that has, you know, passed on. And so there's some things in this photograph or this like, you know, shrine that we made that are, I don't even know if shrine's the right, right word. I don't really know, but I think it <laughs> is maybe. I think but so. The idea is like, you know, paying respects to a time in my life that is no longer with me, you know? Yeah. And like that I still love and appreciate and can look back at fondly, but I know it's not here anymore, you know? And like, that's kind of the album too, is kind of being like, all right, like, the EP, it's kind of about like, okay, yes, we can look back at times in our life and be appreciative of them. But like, if we just sit here and stare at them all day, like we're really going to rip ourselves from reality and like keep right. ourselves from experiencing like all the awesome stuff that's going on right now. So mm, I was kind of like, going to be like, all right, this is here. There's the shrine to it. Like I can come back and visit it. Like obviously we didn't leave it there on the side of the road outside of a Goodwill where it was shot by Keely. Keely shot that cover photo. Props to Keely. Um, Props to Keely. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was kind of a thing where I was like, let's memorialize this and like we can come back and visit it. And that's kind of like what the EP is. It's like this, you know, memorialized version of like a time period in my life that's passed. But like now... I can move on, you know? I think, yeah. that's how I think about music a lot of the time too. It's like once there's a song about it and it's out, like I don't have to think about it anymore. And like, it's, it's past, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> a cool, that's a cool perspective. I actually, that was what I, I was going to say. It looks like, uh, I wasn't sure what the word was, but yeah, like the cross, it did remind me of that. I thought it looks like, uh, when I drive home, like on Nolansville road, I see like the, there's a few of those, like along the way, like these yeah. crosses that are shrouded and like, a lot of a lot of times it's like uh they're big like, uh stuffed animals or like different like toys yeah. and stuff that i guess maybe the person like help represent the, the person or something 
that's a really cool idea. That's a really cool uh, piece of art to make. Like, no, I don't know anyone else who's made a like a, a highway shrine. I guess if that's what you call it. Yeah, I don't really, I don't even know. I guess you'd call it like a memorial or something. Yeah. Do you? Uh, so is that song a part of a that the EP or a, a greater project, or is that just a one-off one that you were working on? Yeah. So uh, Goodwill Steeple, my EP. Um, you can kind of see it in the like upper left-hand corner of the single art. Um, oh yeah, it's uh, coming out this week. Actually, it's com- coming out uh, February fifth. Right. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, it's wait February fifth. Yes, sir. The whole thing. Yes, sir. That's uh, on Friday. Whoa. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I I you know I was like one single's good enough, and so. I've really wanted to have this out for a long time. And like these songs have been marinating for probably way too long. Um, yeah. And so I was like, dude, we just got to like do this. Like, like I'm going to put out the first single and then the whole thing is going to come out two weeks later. Um, and I was Whoa. like, I think, that'll, I think that'll give it enough time. Like, and uh, yeah, I think it'll do well. I think it'll do well that way. I think we've done a lot of press for it and like promo for it. And like, that's like a lot of what we've been building Holy, like with Holy Moly this like project has given us a lot of um, a way to start building some repertoire on like promo and stuff like that. And uh, it's teaching me a lot about the music business, which is not my favorite part of things, but it is just a real thing. And so, yeah, hopefully we did everything we could to like push this record, you know? Totally. Yeah. I feel like it's almost like a, you're always doing like 180s like when it comes to like PR where it's like you, you can like you can do the singles thing and like give them all like six weeks you know like really yeah. put a ton of press in like one single over and over and uh you know that's obviously like a theory and I think works for a lot of people but then sometimes just like doing the 180 that like flipping it on its head and being like I'm going to now just like drop a ton of me like drop an EP like yeah. one single two weeks whole thing it's like that is such a uh high amount of music and content compared to like a single that I feel like, and that is, it's exciting. And, and I feel like it has potential to kind of like, I don't know, be more exciting than just putting out one song, you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, it was a thing we thought about that I thought about for a while and, and looking at the, like I, the way that I make as well is very collective. It's, it's not like a, I don't make, I don't, when I'm making a song, I, I'm not trying to make a single. You know, I'm not like, oh, well, this one will be the single or like I need to write a single so that the whole thing sells. Like the way that I write is more of a I want to make a project. I want to make a collection, you know, like feeling rough was really the only one that felt single worthy in a lot of ways. Um, There may be be one other on there that I think maybe maybe people will be able to pick out and be like, this one could have been a single. Um, And that's. The title track there's a title track called goodwill steeple as well cool. and um it's pretty cool and i don't know but like like looking at my last project and this project i think they're both like they they flow you know it's like each track kind of goes into the next one it tells it there's a there's a loose narrative and um yeah it, it's it's storytelling but it's also like musically flowing and so I didn't want to shortcut that and put out a bunch of singles and not have them flow. You know, I was, yeah. to me, it's more important to have someone listen to it front to back. And hopefully that's what people do. 
you know it's not that long it's an ep so like hopefully i can ask for that being young and independent and people will listen to the whole thing front to back so yeah right come, you know that's cool man that's cool do you um i'm curious about like your relationship uh beyond like once you're done with belmont and, and uh are you are you gonna you think you're going to want to stay in Nashville or do, are there other cities that call your name? Like, yeah, I mean, you obviously, since you're working on with the record label too, you've got a lot of, that's going to be even more ties to a city, you know, than just being an artist. So are you thinking about staying here for a while? Yeah, I'd love to stay here for a while. I think there's a lot um, in Nashville and the surrounding area that I um, can learn from and benefit from. And um, I think a lot of my friends that I'm making with, and creating with and uh, am in, you know, community with, I would really love to stick around. Um, I will say I miss nature and like the mm. trees, like South Carolina, like in my backyard, it's like the Salud River and I miss that. And yeah. uh, I have to look for it a little harder in Nashville, like, but I think it's worth it to be able to have community and, you know, overpriced coffee shops and <laughs> avocado toast, you know things what's, like that what's your favorite coffee shop in nashville or do you have like do you have like the spot for you Is there like a spot you like to go to uh this past year i had a friend show me uh the loading dock cool yeah um they have really what they have there that i keep that has kept me going back i just got a nice espresso machine and like the dorm and so i really haven't gone to get coffee since i got that nice um, but when i'm trying to treat myself and like spend a buck i'll uh i'll go to loading dock and get like a cortado and their avocado toast and it's just so good dude really it's an exceptional avocado toast there yeah so they do um like avocado toast and they'll do like everything bagel seasoning or something like that yeah yeah totally um and then they'll put diced tomatoes on top, but I'm not a tomato person. So like one day I went in there and I was like, I was like, I don't really want the tomatoes on it. And they were like, well, do you want like some feta cheese instead? And so they gave me like avocado toast with like feta on it. And it Whoa. was like, it was a game changer. Like, I think about it every day, I think. Yeah, right. Dude, that's crazy. I've never tried that. I'll have to check that out. I've also been meaning to go there. Someone posted on their story. They were there today, and they were playing. They were playing one of my songs. So I guess they, uh, they, they must like play like. I guess they like are playing some local music in the shop, which I think is really cool. That's awesome. I yeah, I I do like. I've always liked the music they play in there too. So. Maybe maybe it was all my music. Maybe it's all. Yeah yeah it was. yeah yeah it was. No. <laughs> it's just this is my album front to back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. No, I gotta check that out. And uh, also, I used to work at Trader Joe's, so you can. Uh, just a, a DIY tip whenever you're going yeah. home or something, uh, go, go to Trader Joe's and get the everything but the bagel seasoning. It's like, uh, you know, like looks like a little salt shaker yep. for, your, for your avocado toast at home, oh, yeah. everybody. Um, okay, wait, what about, uh, I wanted to ask about coffee and then you also mentioned nature. What are there, what spots have you found that are like pretty cool nature spots in town? Uh, Percy Priest, like there are some cool places uh, where we've had some, you know, like had some fires out near Percy priest and like, cool. Tried to go fishing. A lot of my upbringing was like a lot more centered around like going outside and like being Southern and like, yeah, there are parts of me that still really miss those days. 
like being on boats like fishing and stuff like that and so mm. yeah um you know people go to severe park people go to uh what's the other one uh like there's centennial like, there's like well yeah i actually haven't been to centennial um it's cool it's just like walking downtown. trail oh um um radner yeah radner you know basic yeah, radner basic stuff radner lake Radnor is beautiful. It really is exceptionally just like you're like, how is this inside a city? This is yeah, right. And it is that is pretty close by. Um, I need to go there more often. It's been really gloomy and like rainy and nasty outside and cold recently. Yeah. So yeah, Na- Nashville, like it's like I mean, I might be totally wrong on saying 50-50, even though I'm born and raised here, but it does feel like it's like it's like a flip of a dime, whether it's going to be a like beautiful winter with like some snowy days and or if it's just going to be like 34 and just like sleeting outside for like weeks it's just just one of this winter has been and this winter has been frustrating for me because all of quarantine we've actually had really good seasons um like i I guess also just like being home helped me recognize it's an amazing like nashville spring uh yeah so so i was hoping maybe we would have a uh a nice winter but all we did all we got was uh, we got a white christmas that was like the only day yeah. snowed, so <laughs> it was crazy yeah that was so <laughs> cool i was at home in south carolina and like saw on people's instagrams and stuff like that it, it was snowing here and i was like oh that's so that's so cool i mean despite the the bomb that went off but yeah that was like absolutely that was scary and also just like disrupted everything like we didn't have yeah man we, we run like all of our phones and internet and tv all through like like youtube tv and stuff so it's just and you you couldn't even like uh you didn't have data like it wasn't even like just wi-fi was knocked out like a lot of my homies and i couldn't like text anyone for a couple days which was scary yeah 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 exactly it feels more like it just like an inconvenience but it was like when somebody there's like a bomb in your city and then like there was like a second one that people thought was maybe happening up in like fairview um yeah. there's a guy playing like the same message from like a van telling people to leave but then he was just like apparently just pranking them and it was just like felt like it was like all around for like a few days that's, i don't know it's wild yeah i like slept in my sister like sister's bedroom like on the ground like i just like stayed on her floor in like a sleeping bag so i was like i don't want it because i sleep in the basement here and it's got like a back door and i was just like freaked out i was like this city yeah. crazy right oh, now yeah, i i i feel that i'm glad i was at home i mean selfishly but yeah right being away from it yeah yeah fortunately it seems like it was just a one-off like very crazy thing where a person thought that he was like being a hero by blowing up part of our city Uh, i don't know yeah Yeah, that was yeah it, it this whole year like this whole quarantine it's been crazy like i remember right before uh quarantine even hit i was um i was actually at briston's mom and stepdad's house in florida we had just played a show in jacksonville chick woke me up at like 6 a.m she's like you should call your family because there's been like a tornado and like oh, that's man. when i found out like all of that stuff had happened and then it just started getting crazier and crazier from there like with everything getting shut down and with covid and stuff just yeah. been a lot of like surreal moments you know it felt very apocalyptic this year yeah totally yeah, I wonder if even like listening back to this interview like five years from now, if we'll be like, we'll be like, what? Why didn't? Why aren't they explaining? What are we talking about? Because it's like they're also, you you just breeze through them because you never want to 
open up your mind to like really process like the winds happening too. Like there were these winds that knocked that happened like in April that knocked out all the power over here, the tornadoes, the bomb, COVID. It's just um, crazy yeah. things, you know. Wild stuff. It, yeah, it will be interesting to uh, look back on, and I wonder if we'll remember it all in a certain context. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how this looks from afar. Yeah, when you're like 40 and or like 50, and you've got like a couple kids, and they're you're like explaining to them, you're like, yeah, when I was in like the peak of like just being in my 20s, just making <laughs> art, and like this is all going down. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, for real. It's it's wild. It's wild. Um, so I I just want to ask you. Uh, on the record label on holy moly like who are, can you name off the top of your head who all you're working with or is it a pretty long list of artists and projects it's pretty small right now because i'm trying to um give myself only what we can handle um but yeah i would say my friend michael allen scott um dope yeah he's 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 a homie he's awesome uh, yeah he's amazing dude yeah, he's so cool. Look, go listen to his EP if you haven't, uh, guys watching. Uh, and uh, Cannon Hunt, uh, Sawyer Norman, great EP out right now. Uh, just came out in January. Great friend of mine. Uh, no super- way. Yeah. Wait, how do y'all know each other? Um, dude, it's it's crazy. Like just friends from back home. He's from Greenville, South Carolina. Right. So that's kind of how uh i have a friend in columbia who goes to university of south carolina who um knew him and kind of introduced me to him last year um was like sending me some demos and i was like what is this like this sounds so cool and um eventually got his phone number and was like dude i love your music and he was like let's just be friends and so like i just like he's just so he was just such a nice um guy and like just started inviting me to do stuff with him and whenever he's in town I, I see him and I spent some I spent like a week with him in Greenville um just with some friends uh over winter break and uh got to meet him for the first time you know work on some holy moly like promo stuff and uh yeah shot a promo video for his EP um which has been dude that's cool which has been doing pretty pretty good yeah, yeah. that's awesome he uh he I met him through like uh, I think through Clemson originally. He might correct me on that, yeah. but we've I like met him at some shows. And then also he auditioned to be in my band on this like ten week tour that I was gonna go on, and yeah. like if we, I had like an old or I had like a friend reach out who was like really close and just was the perfect fit for the spot. But like if it hadn't been for that, I was going to ask him to come on like this ten week tour. So I I, just, I haven't seen him since then, but I want to hang out with him and jam some and see if we can make some music together he's he's such a great songwriter and such a great musician and um just a kind soul man i love him so much yeah um that's cool so wait so michael allen uh sawyer you've got uh canon yeah canon hunt uh and then here let me look i have like a roster like on my computer we we made this like roster that hopefully we're gonna come out. That's with. cool. Are we in the studio right now? Is this where you record too stuff? Uh, it, I haven't recorded since I've been back because I've been so shot. Um, just from finishing the EP, and I've been trying right. to give myself a break, and I'm working on some friend stuff like helping produce and stuff like that. Um, cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's Canon, Michael, Alan, Scott, 
Sawyer Norman, myself, and um, my friend Billy, hopefully, if we can get his EP done. Um, cool. Yeah, I think his artist name would be just Billy at, as of right now. I think oh, that's, that's sick. Um, Billy plays in, uh, he plays in another band too, right? Yeah, he plays in his band from, from back home called Dr. So. Dr. So, right. Um, yeah, they rip, and uh, he, he plays some guitar for me whenever we play live, too. Cool. That's yeah. sick. That's sick. Well, that's that's an awesome team, man. Yeah, and it's, 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 um, it's like, good at that number that it's at right now, but, like, obviously, too, like, it's really fun to just have my eyes open, too. And, I mean, the other thing about this roster and that I've been trying to kind of culminate and the way that I've been trying to look at strength and numbers, it's like all of our music kind of sounds the same and talks about similar themes. Mm-hmm. And so like eventually what I'm trying to do is build, you know, a roster, so to speak, of, you know, people that could all play like a Holy Moly Festival together. Right. Or, you know, or go on tour together, you know. Totally. Or like it makes sense. Like the, all the music kind of makes sense for us to like be on a tour together, you know. Yeah, right. I actually did a similar thing like after my sophomore year of college, you know, who knows what this summer will be like, but I went on a tour with uh, like Briston and Grant and we just like all played like each other's music kind of like in like a writer's round, but like we were playing yeah. to their songs. It was, you know, and it's cool. Like, you know, that, that's what touring is all about. Like when you on a DIY level, just like teaming up with other people who can also help pull people and just kind of cross promote and just also just having a good time and collaborating. Yeah, yeah. man. That's the goal. That's like, that's, that's what's, that's what we're trying to do. So that's sick, dude. Well, uh, that's awesome. Um, we, we've reached, I just now we've reached the end of our hour. Is there any, but we, we can go along if you want, but I'm just curious, is there anything else like that you were wanting to plug or is there any other questions or, you know, things you want to mention or you can ask me something or I don't know anything else. Oh, uh, yeah. So Andrew Tyson, he made his real faith music. Um, he is like our, like other person on the roster for this year um i'm looking at the roster right now and i don't have his name down just oh word okay uh wait what's his instagram it's uh real face music real face okay cool i haven't heard this and dude yeah he has a sick record um that he's working on right now and uh Sweet. He has some he has two awesome records out right now and uh yeah he He's a great friend of mine that really helped with the process of making uh, Goodwill Steeple and um, that I've met through Sawyer Norman, actually, cool. and, um, through the internet. Like, it's so fun and crazy how that works these days. Like, I've really only met Andrew um, once, and it was, like, a week ago in person. He wow. was in Nashville working on some music stuff, and I got to meet him for the first time, and uh yeah, he he's really helped with the making of this project and like helping me think creatively recently. And um, I'm really appreciative of him and his uh, feedback that he gives me regularly on like legit Smitty stuff and uh, just like, the way that I think and stuff like that. But <clears throat> yeah, he's a he's got a great record coming out that I'm super excited for that we're probably going to do some stuff. Definitely do some stuff with Holy Moly for. Cool. And, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, just happy that I got to do this today and I appreciate you letting me come on. Dude, I, of course, man, I, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. So I, I'm really glad you came on. Also, I want to say thank you for my Oregon that I am literally two feet from right now. Uh-huh. Uh, that's 
at my house that I use and I love um, that you, I guess you couldn't move it into the dorm. Like, I'm not really even sure what happened. So yeah, we got um, kicked off campus last semester um, or two semesters ago and uh, put it in our friend Bella Smith's storage unit. And then, yeah, I got stuck at home and uh, didn't have a place to stay here yet. And I was like, well, we want this organ to go to someone who we know will love and appreciate it and give it good affection. And um, Bella Smith uh, mentions that you were interested. And I said, absolutely. (laughs) Dude, that's that's awesome. Wait, so did you have it in your dorm previously? Yeah, dude, we had it. We had just gotten it um, when COVID hit. And so we went home for spring break thinking, uh, you know, we'll get the comeback and, you know, have an organ in our room, which was a weird thing that we didn't really know what to think of. And it was cool. It was like eye candy. Uh, didn't really get played that much. So, yeah. but it was fun. Like it was just a fun little toy to have. And we got it for like six bucks at Goodwill. So that's insane, dude. It is. It really is just like a fun, it's like an inspirational, like so, it's kind of a songwriting tool really. Cause it's got like the yeah. beats and the different sounds. Like I feel like I, when I go over there, I'm normally like, yeah, just creating something interesting. Yeah. No, yeah, it's like a toy. Like, I like to have music toys that help me, like, think about music more playfully, you know? Yeah. Right. Do you, do you use Logic? Is that the doll you use? Yeah, I'm a big Logic guy. Word. Cool. Oh, also, thank you for uh, donating. You're the reason that I'm able to do this because you helped. Well, one of the people, like, donated, like, getting me uh, back on the uh, on the grind with, like, yeah. like uh, fixing my laptop, which broke and like obviously you know apple it was like a thousand bucks i think it was 800 bucks to fix and Jeez, I, was, I was i was totally i was totally out i was just like i won't be able to record for months and have to ra- like get a job to raise this money but yeah. people like you helped me get back on my feet so like course, thank, thank you so much man hey thanks for the print i saw i've me- i meant to tell you that like it's literally i'm sitting here and i can like see where it is but like yeah thanks for sending me that that was sweet yes man uh yeah definitely I, I literally picked that one out like i i've been making i've been water like watercoloring i guess that's the verb yeah all uh, all quarantine and so uh, like a few of the people that helped donate like i just went to them i was just like would match them up like i had a list i was like legit smitty and i was just like which one reminds me of you or like your oh. vibe so i hope i hope it resonates a little bit with you so yeah, dude, it's cool i need to put it on my wall i need to hang it up somewhere but i'm trying to like not I'm trying to like hang it in a nice way where if I take it off, it's not going to like rip the back of it off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. That's cool. Well, um, I'm, I'm glad you have it and uh, it's been good talking. I hope we get to cross paths again in person soon and yeah. uh, good luck with everything. And um, for anyone watching, like obviously follow legit Smitty, follow Holy Moly and uh, I'll put everything in the bio. So word up, word well, up, man. I appreciate it, and uh, hope you have a great rest of your day, my man. You too. I appreciate you. I'll see you later. See you later.